Balls are back. Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not going to lie. Oh, could be Wayne. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. I love it, baby. Them orange britches. Something about them orange britches. Ball hit high in the air in the right field. Going back to Sayre. And Tennessee can say hello with Column. A grand slam in the bottom of the ninth. You can't draw it up any better. We just won a basketball game, and we're very happy right now. I made up my mind. I don't expect to ever look back. I'm going to stay at the University of Tennessee. Yeah! Read it, get to do, and welcome into more important issues. It is Sunday, December 18th. It's been a good Sunday in sport. It's been a good weekend in sports, and I'm fired up. Even though Landon left it out, we are gonna we are gonna talk soccer. We are gonna have some World Cup talk. So don't don't worry about that. It'll it'll be included. <laughs> um, ignore this guy. I'll uh, allow it this time. Uh, you have to. I mean, you absolutely have I'll to. I'll allow it this time. That was electric. Absolutely. And, and I mean not just the game, the, the, did you see the videos of Buenos Aires? Buenos Aires? Buenos, how you say it? Uh, Argentina? No, no. Oh God, dude, the streets. If you think Knoxville would be wild, Argentina, different wild. Hmm. Different wild. It's awesome. Um, we are going to talk some basketball, of course. Uh, if you stayed up, if you were able to stay up for it last night, it, it did make me freak out. I, I guess I got enough sleep. I woke up at uh, 8 a.m. this morning, and I thought, I guess I just slept hard, and I was sure I slept through the World Cup final, and I was I was so upset. Glad I didn't sleep through that. That would have sucked. Yeah, that would that would have been brutal. Um, talking some recruiting news, uh, as well as some some football practice, bowl stuff, um, and bowl season. I mean, there's been some good bowl games too. The Bahamas. Speaking of countries south of here, just an awesome bowl game. Yeah, and and Florida lost, so get on it. And uh, did you see that gift they tweeted out when they kicked their field goal to not get blanked? Yeah, that was creepy. Get on them. Wait, wait to you know avoid the shutout. Yeah, don't get blanked. Definitely don't get blanked. Um, and then some segments. If you got any questions, drop them in the chat. Uh, we'll get to those throughout the show. Stick with us. Um, before we do get into the meat of the show, I do want to mention our good friends at Underdog Collectible. If you missed the show Thursday night, we were actually live at Underdog Collectible uh, University Commons. Great shop. We mentioned it then. Um, it, over 200 items for um, for all the major sports. I, I said on Thursday they even had some World Cup stuff in there. Um, good. Uh, they had some Pokemon trading cards in there and then some other um, – collectibles it's a dude that's a good gift to give to somebody that is has any kind of passion for sports obviously the autograph stuff's big but um playing cards are just fantastic gift to give especially if you have a a young kid um that's into sports it's kind of hard sometimes to get them stuff especially like jerseys that they're going to grow out of in a year cards collect autographs like those those are the things to to get the young sports kids yeah yeah you know, like me, like I, I get to put all that stuff in a man cave when I actually like when you actually get a house, like that's something that I always want to do. I always want to like, you know, put that stuff on the wall and stuff like that. So yeah, just yeah. tons of stuff, one stop shop for everybody. So go check them out. Um in the University of Commons. And you know, if you got to listen to the episode 
I know the mics were kind of weird. Yeah, know, which sucks because they were great. It was obviously the streaming. I mean, yeah, it's obviously the internet there because um, we had them good on our end, which sucks. Yeah. Um, but you got to hear everything, and especially the podcast um, on Apple's uh, or app Apple's Apple Spotify, all that kind of stuff. It, it was a little bit more clear than than the live show. Um, so you got to listen to that. You know, awesome interview with with Chase Dolander and. Uh, Christian Moore and, you know, kind of their time at Tennessee so far and, you know, what's been the motivation and, you know, also just got to cut up with them a little bit. So that, that was awesome to do. And um, it, it was like the first time me and Caleb have done like a show together, like in person since like pre COVID. So it was, it was strange. Yeah, it was, it was fun. A ton of fun. We hope to do more of that. Um, and shout out to Underdog Collectible too for for getting some heavy hitters helping us out there. Um, and if you miss the the Christian Moore Chase Dolander signing, would have been a like I mentioned those great gifts for kids. Uh, a lot of kids had their day made. There's going to be some good stuff coming up next year and in the future there at Underdog Collectible, um, like autograph sessions. You know, Landon mentioned if if you paid 17 bucks to get Chase Dolander's autograph uh, in in six months time, it's going to double in value. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's uh, definitely a good time to, if you're looking for that kind of thing, even good time to come down there and, and check that shop out. Great, great shop. Good, good people over there. Underdog Collectible. We love them. Um, a couple of things I've got in my eye on that shop too, that, that I'm probably not Christmas gifts because I've already, you know, done that, but uh, good birthday gifts and other gifts throughout the year next year. So um, shout out again to Underdog Collectible. Make sure you follow them on, on Twitter and Instagram too. Um, you can find them throughout our page or or underdog collectible. Um, let's talk to let's talk Tuscan loss, Tucson loss, Tuscan. Um, or Tucson. I think is how West Rucker spelled it. Um, <laughs> poor guy, uh, man. It, it just sucks because I know Tennessee didn't play a great game, especially you know offensively in the second half. But this team's so good. It, their defense is is very good, and I know it gets lost when. Last night, man, Urosh just played big body, physical. He, he didn't hesitate. I mean, you saw it on the offensive end a couple of times when he, when he went up and dunked, and and so for it to to end that way, and you know, I'm not the referee. The officiating was uh, not good, but the fact of the matter is, Tennessee missed a lot of chances, um, you know, to to win that game, especially when you look at the the shooting percentage in the second half. Um, but man, it, it's a it's a road game in December. I hope Tennessee can just move past it like they did Colorado, mm-hmm. um, because this team, I, it, it's hard to find too much to complain about in that loss. Other than you've got to shoot better, which is kind of frustrating because I feel it feels like the main point all year so far. Yeah, I mean, it, it was the you know just the offense you know late in that game just didn't make enough plays and. You know, I keep going back. I know Viscovi is, you know, a, a real huge piece in this basketball team, but his shooting is is killing us. And it's not so much the percentage because we talked about it with a guy like him. Shooters got to shoot, but the problem is if you go down and break all break down all those shots, not all of them are good, well taken shots, which is frustrating. Yeah. You, you shouldn't you, if you're if you're cold. You know, you shouldn't just be shooting the first thing you get early in the play clock. You shouldn't just be catching and shooting anytime you feel like you have space. You're selective when you're down. And the good shots, yeah, you take. But you got to find other ways to create chances 
when you're, and I'm not again, not telling Santiago Vescovi not to pass up a good opportunity is don't settle on the just okay opportunity because you, you can make them sure, but you're just not right now. Yeah. The, I think he's shooting below 28%, which is definitely not ideal, you know, given, you know, the way he shot last season, but the one for seven and he was two for 12 from the floor. So, I mean, he couldn't hit anything last right. night. Um, and they just made it difficult. I, I'm, I hope this isn't the case, but I know how much he runs in a game. Is you know we is are, is he too tired? Um, <laughs> well, I can't remember what game. It might have been the Colorado game. It was maybe eight minutes in, and I I thought he looked exhausted, dead. Not like oh he's been playing. He looked yeah. like he had played three straight games, just mm-hmm. dead. I, I maybe I don't know. I mean, <laughs> it's possible. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just as much as he runs around, and then you know the how far he's behind the three-point line shooting some of those threes, I just question it a little bit. Yeah, the four-point line um, has not been good for him. We no. Maybe we can take the four-point line off for him. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm not loving that. Um, Tyree Key is another one who, you know, in that preseason, you know, he, he has a great game in that first game. Gonzaga, he was huge in that one. Um, and apparently he was the – the key factor in us beating Michigan State in, you know, that close scrimmage. Um, but so far this season, like, he, he's been – I don't want to say underwhelming, but it's like I don't – he's not been able to find a shot. He's not been shooting well. I mean, that's – and that's one of the – he plays good defense. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's not a guy that just gets to the hole, puts the ball on the ground, shoulder down. Um, that's not his game. But he, he, he showed it against Gonzaga where he can, like, get in the paint and – body a smaller guard but i wonder if it's a thing where hey they're going to put a bigger guard on him where he's not able to do that yeah i mean i think there's definitely the aspect where he can play down low i think it's getting the ball out wide and beating the guy where it's just not gonna happen yeah like, that's not, not gonna be his game off the dribble yeah. yeah whereas like you said i mean he did it last night one time he did a great job daring i think it was vescovi's guard to come down and double team him so he could kick it out um and instead just plays down low with with his man and, and turns around beautiful jumper. So yeah, he can definitely do that too. I'm not saying three points is only part of the game, but um, he's definitely not a beat you off. Like you said, beat you off the dribble guy. Yeah. So it's, and I mean, really nobody was last night, unfortunately, which, which killed you there, which we know Arizona is long. We know, um, you know, it's, it's, it's tough. They're, they're tall inside. Um, their guards are lengthy. It's a, it's tough to do. Um, and, they gave Tennessee trouble with with trying to penetrate. Now, you what stinks is you saw Tennessee with flashes of able to get the ball inside, back out, but it wasn't off the dribble most of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just kind of frustrating last night. Just the when, when you look at the stat sheet, it's like okay, this team these teams were even. The only you know outlier is the fouls, um, and I think and it, it says a lot. I think because Rick Barnes isn't super critical about officials in his in his post-game press conferences. He's usually like, yeah, you know, they might have missed that one, but we should have done this, this, and this. But he was he was kind of open last night of how frustrated he was. Like, um, I, I think he mentioned, like, you know, we, we went inside just as much as they did. Um, and, and for me, that says a lot because you're saying Tennessee didn't play good enough defense and we're getting fouls called. But this is one of the best defenses in the country, so that doesn't make any sense. I just don't understand, you know, the 
early in the first half, it was the charges for me. It was just like, just because a defender falls down doesn't mean it's a charge. Yeah, there was one charge specifically where I don't know if they were saying, I think it was on Tyree Key. I don't know if they were saying he was out of control, but the defender was, was still, I think both feet were in the air where he was sliding. I mean, still moving that much. And it's, it's very frustrating um, that it feels like Tennessee can't get one of those. Um, I thought both of Vescovi's fouls were really, really soft, handsy stuff away from the hole um, that you let play most of the game, you let play late in the game, which I'm okay with. But the call that because they're, they've called so many fouls, it ends up in, in, free, th- in free throw shots. It's very frustrating. And, I mean, I tweeted it. The moment I knew it was going to be a long night, and I don't mean in the sense of I knew they were going to screw Tennessee. I mean long night, and literally they were going to be on their whistle all game is when they said at the beginning of the game, these refs are, are a really good crew. I was like, if you know, if you think the refs are good, it means they're on their whistle too much. You, yeah. If you don't know who they are coming in, it's either it's either a good sign or a really bad sign. If you know who they are coming in, it's a terrible sign. You don't want that crap. Um, <laughs> so that knew I knew there were going to be a lot of foul calls in that game. And unfortunately, it was in Tucson, and they went against you. It's just the way it goes. And college basketball, those refs hear the crowd, man, because – it is in favor of the home team. Home team. Yeah, and I, and it just it sucks because it was such a like good basketball game that was, you know, felt like it was kind of hampered by the the whistle. Credit to the teams too in terms of physicality because I mean that could have with the way Arizona was playing, um, with the way Tennessee played on both ends of the floor too. It, those fouls could easily turn and start going against you. Uh, they like you said, every, the officials took every chance they could to slow the game down and 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 try to get it um, to where it was a less physical game, and, and neither team back down. Yeah, and with the loss of Josiah Jordan James right now, and that just seems like it's going to be an issue this season. Um, yeah, pushing the panic button, you know, it it just doesn't seem good. Um, the fact that we're not getting any kind of like. Heads up, and it's just a game-to-game thing. It just means I just think you're not going to be able to count on him all season. I I won't say that yet just because we're not in SEC play. I think it's SEC play. Um, if he's out for multiple games at a time, I think that's a panic. Mm-hmm. I hope right now it's all – right now I think it could all be very much precautionary because in the grand scheme of things, if you do well in SEC play like you should, like you should be expected to, um, this Arizona game – five-point loss doesn't look bad. Yeah, I mean, a win obviously looks a lot better on the resume. It's going to be a quad one, quad two win. Um, probably quad two because whoever for the winner. But, uh, yeah, that's a – it's not the end of the world with with this loss. Yeah, I just think with, with the loss of Josiah, you know, you're you're already limited um, with, with your depth in the, in the front court. And then you, you get hit with foul trouble. You know, Tennessee just doesn't have the depth in the front court to, to really be able to handle that. You know, Toby Awaka played, um, what, seven minutes. He had four fouls in seven minutes. And yeah, some of those are fouls. But, <laughs> you know, the, again, like it's – Well, he went in there, though, to kind of – he went in there to go play physical right. on Ballo. And, right. and that's the one thing I would have liked to see. You wouldn't have seen Josiah on Ballo often, um, you know, unless you were switching in, in the on the defensive end. But – I would have loved to see him playing help defense just because he is very physical. He is uh, long and, and can create trouble. And you definitely missed him down low last night because of it, it's a very different game defensively. If And Tennessee played really well defensively. Don't don't mishear me. Um, 
but it would have been nice that, like you said, with with all the guys in foul trouble, have have him in there. Yeah, yeah, it was just unfortunate because Tennessee was still in the game even with the you know huge, um, you know foul disadvantage. I think it was 20, we had twenty four personal fouls; they had fifteen. Um, still only lost by five, and you know what do we shoot? Five for twenty four from three. If it was Vascovi and Vascovi, we were eight for twenty seven, fourteen. Yeah, three for fourteen. Um, you shoot a little better, you know, things are, are totally different. Woulda, coulda, shoulda. Um, Tennessee comes home with a loss. It, Like you mentioned, it is a good loss. You know, you went into Tucson, and um, I actually thought it – like, I thought it could have been worse. Um, it, that's what that's a weird part of that game, and I think just because it was so fast and physical that it could have legitimately gone either way for either team, I felt like. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Tennessee – had its lead a nice lead and on a nice run until Uro gets that um, technical foul. Um, I mean, the, the Arizona could have ran, ran away with it uh, if not for that technical foul late. And that technical foul, that's so uh, weak. Which one? The the one where he he has that like tough two and oh yeah, he kind of he kind of <laughs> says a little something again. It's a top we're it's a top ten matchup. It's it's weak, but <laughs> I'm in the camp slightly with Barnes of like, dude, you, you were going to get teed up at some point. Yeah. yeah I mean, That's it, the frustrating part. It, yeah. It's a fine line. Like you, you can't. Well, I, 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 I don't have waiting. a problem with it if it's not called, but since it's called, you know, you obviously have a problem with it. Well, yeah, I just mean, there's probably, you could probably pick like two moments in each game, Arizona included two other moments where you could see your Roshan in a technical. So it's just like you know you're going to get it at some point. Mm-hmm. And, and I get it. You've got to come in there. And it's like, I mean, if you watch the World Cup today, you saw Emilio um, Martinez throw the ball away before the last PK. It's gamesmanship. It's You're trying to get in people's head. I mean, it's part of it. But you've also got to find your line. And and the problem is Roche didn't really come off that line after he got technical last night. Um, there were some moments that you're like, dude, just walk away from that one. <laughs> you got You got your word in today. Um, because I mean, yeah, I, I watched that and I couldn't believe it got whistled that fast. Yeah, but at can, the same time, I'm Arizona like, did kind of the same thing, and, oh, and every, nothing was whistled. So I mean, it was I don't know. That's teams. why I, that's why I say it was weak because like if you're going to call that, you got to call the next one. And that, I mean, it's it's a dumb call because it's the same thing as Arizona's technical. Um, you have him taken off down the baseline, and after a basket, I don't know how far he went. The camera didn't get it, but. I'm thinking he couldn't have gone that far. Like we're really teeing guys up for that now. Yeah. And yeah, it's I don't know. It, it was a dumb one, but it's also like, why do you do it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Same thing for Urosh. You don't have to get in his face. You can just tell him as you go by. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, what a game for Zakai Ziegler. Um, oh, if you don't have Zakai Ziegler, speaking of how it could get ugly. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I mean, he had he didn't deserve to lose that one. Um, you know, I, I know there was kind of some some extracurricular activities after the game. I don't really have a problem with that. Those two teams were battling the entire time, and you know, it, we we did the same thing last year. Well, <laughs> so I know. I well, it's one of those things. It's like I'm mad about it because I'm a Tennessee fan, right? Like I'm, I'm like, sure. <coughs> sorry, sure. sorry for everybody listening. I didn't get muted in time. For but that. but Kerr, he he was. The, he was one. He was a big part in that team last year. Yeah. Um. So he experienced, you know, Thompson and losing that game to pretty much John Fulgerson. Um. 
So, I mean, yeah, it, it meant a little something for him to win that game. So, him waving to us, I mean, yeah, I hate it because I'm a Tennessee fan, but right. also, like, we did the same thing last and year. And then uh, Ballo flipping us off as he exits the court. It's almost just poetic in that it'll never be said about another team. It's not just teams that play Tennessee. If that right. had happened against Arizona and USC, not a word, crickets. Um, but the, the best part about that, too, is it ended up on ESPN. It wasn't like a stray camera caught him. Um, yeah, it, it's it wasn't you know, a Jermaine Burton situation. Yeah, clear, clear off as you're walking off the court. That's that's real big of you. <laughs> I it, his fingers look so weird. I couldn't decide if he was doing finger guns or. It took me a minute. I was like, yeah. was he flipping flipping them off? But yeah, just just going back to Uros. Like uh, again, you have to be a little conscious of again where Tennessee is at in their front court with depth wise. Like you, we can't afford to lose you. Yeah, and then I mean Adu, which he didn't get a ton of minutes last night, but. He did not take the advantage of those. So, I mean, it was a Roche and Kum- Kumwa. And, I mean, credit to Kumwa. He's, he's played good. He's uh, played I, physical last night, man. I mean, that's all you can ask. Yeah, I did make a note about that. I, I'm, I've kind of been his biggest, um, you know, critic so far. And, you know, I ate my words last night. He, he, he played well. I even said on Thursday, you know, our big shy away when we play, you know, really good post players. Um, mm. and, and he played really well last night well and, and the frustrating thing up to last night and i hope he continues is it's not his ability to score he, he scored 12 16 points a game and still just not been very physical down low he he battled all night and some of the guys just out physical to him at times but very physical down low and that, that's all you can ask and um i mean did only get four rebounds but again i think you can attribute more rebounds to him yeah and, and this team's always been a big like assist team and with the way we're shooting, I mean, Vescovi's killing our assist. Yeah, we'd <laughs> with have, the way we'd he's shooting, I mean, what eight more if he just made. I don't know if he's just trying to pad his stats to to have the most assists, but he's killing everybody else by not hitting some threes. Um, man, what a what a job by Zakai last night. Um, it sucks she didn't come away with the win after that performance, but twenty one points, six rebounds, and assist, um, a steal. I mean, he was he was tied with Uros for the leading rebounder on the team last night. Good sat follow up. We've been talking about that. Good, yeah. good call back there. Yeah, yeah and, and it, it is crazy too. Just speaking offensively and talking about our guards and, and Vescovi and Ziegler. I mean, only twelve turnovers as a team in a game that I thought could result in more. I mean, you did. Um, Arizona had fifteen, for yeah. example, and so credit it, to them for taking care of the ball. It's just weird to lose a game when you didn't really play that bad. Yeah, it, 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 I feel like when Tennessee basketball, and not not to say that they've only lost to teams when they played war, like bad, that that's the only reason they lost. It but just that, seems like a lot of, of <laughs> it just seems like a lot of the big losses. Even when you, Tennessee's played good teams that could beat them on a good night, like like last night, it seems like Tennessee's just also played bad. Yeah. So this is and, definitely and, out of the ordinary. Yeah, and you probably don't lose to Colorado if you don't play bad. But um, yeah, that's a different animal than Arizona. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's a different animal. Um, Literally, yeah, that's Buffalo, kind of been the common cat. thing. I mean, like when you play, when you lose a basketball game, it's usually Tennessee is you know their offense is non-existent. Now, I thought offensively, you didn't make enough plays to win you the ball game, but it it also didn't kill you. I thought the defense traveled again. Um, I think well under. Arizona's average for the season. So, you know, I, I think that's that's big. You know, it, it's going to show up every game. Um, it just 
unfortunate that that you couldn't come away with a win in Tucson. But you get Austin P this week, um, and then the next week you start SEC play with Ole Miss. So SEC play, man, this is this is big. It looks like the SEC is going to be a tougher conference, and which is crazy because it's been so good. And I don't know if there's a clear cut in a way better team right now. I, I don't think you can I think say there's that, that, that group where there's, it's like it's like Tennessee, Kentucky, Alabama, Arkansas, and probably Auburn. Yeah. And so it's gonna be interesting that yep. you know, see who breaks away. Um, it'll be a fun SEC slate for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited. For sure. Um mm-hmm. Let's talk a little football. Let's talk a little football. Let's do it. Before we get into football, too, I do want to give a shout-out to our good friends at Hammond Goodies real quick, Landon. Um, Make sure you guys check them out for the holidays. Uh, They may be able to get you in for your holiday party right now. Um, If not, good thing is you can get them after the holiday. They're they're still around. Um, they got three locations. I need to write this down. I always mess this up. North Shore, Cedar Bluff, and then Gay Street. Um, So make sure you go check out one of their locations. I'm a lemon cookie guy. Landon's about the strawberry. Uh, get both. Tell us which is better, um, and then we'll decide if we like you or hate you. So do that. <laughs> tweet it at us. Let us know which one's best. Make sure you guys go check out my Hammond Goodies. Shout out to them for taking care of us during football season, and always, Hammond Goodies is so good. So good. It's the best. All right, football um, recruiting news. Or I guess start a bowl practice. Sorry. I'm yeah, start a bowl practice. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it is exciting. Um, you know, starting these 15 practices before um, the bowl game here in a, in a couple weeks. And I, I think it's big for Joe Milton. You know, he gets kind of a full month to be the guy. Like, you're QB1, you're first in line, you're getting all the, the first-team reps. Hey, this is your team now. Like, you know, I, I think Vanderbilt was just like, hey, let's get in and, and get out and see what happens. But, you know, this is – I think this is a trial. Kind of like – maybe Vanderbilt was to a certain extent, but, like, this is a big game for Joe Milton to show exactly what he can do. Um, within this offense, I, I think it's only going to build his confidence if he if he plays well. And, and then everybody around him. You know, that, that was, was so big about Hennon Hooker is he made everybody else around him better. Um, yeah. And just because he was confident. You know, he knew exactly, you know, what he wanted and, and what he was going to get, and um, everybody kind of followed that. You know, that, that that's leadership. Now it's Joe's turn. You know, he's, he's – this is his team. Yeah, and, and this bowl – in this opt-out era, it's kind of unique in that you do get somewhat of a preview mm-hmm. into next year for some teams. Obviously, Tennessee's only got two opt-outs, so it's not. But you do see a couple positions. And then, obviously, with Hendon Hooker injury – um, you know, you get the guy with the next reins, like you mentioned. So it's not just the practices. Like, you get a whole what feels like preseason, essentially. Um, you're yep. going through camp, and then you get an opening game. Um, so, yeah, it's I, – I hope that we see a, a good – a really good showing from Joe Milton. It would be a nice year – nice way to not only cap off this year, but also build into next year with, again, assuming this is Joe Milton's football team. And it's I think it's his to lose. For sure. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, if he plays bad against Clemson, knock on wood that he doesn't. But if he does, you know, a lot of people are going to be like, "Hey, you know, let's let's look for somebody else." 
um, and build on that. You know, well, whether that's David Jackson or, or Nico, David Jackson is back at practice. So I think that's big, I guess, that, you know, he does get to go through these bowl practices. He's been out for a long time with a collarbone injury. So well, it's definitely big to get him back. And I mean, just to not, hopefully that means he can be available for the Orange Bowl because he, obviously Vanderbilt was a little nerve wracking. Now you're talking fourth string quarterback if if Joe Milton did go down. Um, so it would be nice to have him available for that. But I think, yeah, if, if you don't get a good showing after 15 practices to prepare, I think there's definitely the conversation of, is this a competition? And I don't necessarily mean that with Josh Heupel. I don't know what he's thinking. But like you said, within the fan base of maybe this should be a competition going into fall where I think the cons- I think the consensus – um, with the way fans have talked, is that this is Joe Milton's team to lose. Mm-hmm. I think that's a consensus. Yeah, 100%. I mean, and apparently he's done everything the right way and, and practice is perfect, but the games are what you're judged on. So yeah. I don't, yeah. you know, he beat out Hennon Hooker in practice, but he just couldn't get it done in a game. And, you know, that that's why Hennon Hooker took over. And when he was able to be a gamer the way that he was, you know, the, there was no looking back. I mean, he basically got his job because he showed out when Joe Milton was injured. Not because really Joe Milton lost the job per se, but Hennon Hooker just went in, in there and, and won it. Yep, definitely. So Definitely. Um, but, yeah, Nico and the rest of those 15 early enrollees are, are, are practicing as well. Um, I mean, I guess people just want to hear, like, how good Nico's doing and, like, in practice right now, like they're, I'm sure he's not doing a whole lot within the offense. Just trying to get his feet wet a little bit. The kid's good. Like he throws the ball well, and you know he he looks the part, and he's big, he's tall. We got to see him after our our live show the other night at yeah. Fieldhouse Social. You know he was just watching some football. You know taking it in. So, which I think he is a San Francisco 49ers fan. I think that's why uh, he was there. Um, but yeah, so. Uh, I mean, I don't really have a lot else to say about bowl practices. Nah, I mean, you know, we haven't really seen a lot or heard a lot, but you know, those guys are getting some work in, and um, you know, I think this is big for Joe Milton and, and the w- rest of the wide receiver room. You know, with with Jalen Hyde and Cedric Tillman, you know, taking the bulk of those reps in the off season, and you know, I think this is huge for Brew McCoy to be that that number one guy. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And then, and then behind him, it's Squirrel Wide, it's Walker Merrill, it, it's those, you know, with, you know, the Jimmy's gone now. Then it, it's those freshmen. It's Caleb Webb. It's Chaz Nimrod. You know, those guys can can really get a feel for um, this offense and see what kind of role they can carve out next fall. Yeah, I'm interested to see who kind of takes the. I, I don't know because we <clears throat> we saw Squirrel White in moments this year, uh, more so than as a full player. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm curious to see. Because it's assumed that's that's the guy that comes in for Hyatt um, right now, but who kind of takes over the physicality that Hyatt brought this year? I mean, you can credit a lot of Brew McCoy's yards to the way Hyatt blocked or whoever in on that play block. I, I'm just can't. I mean, he's a freshman. Can Squirrel White do it? I, I'm very interested. Yeah, and we just got a question from uh, Ron. It says Ramel Keaton is playing, right? Question mark. Yeah, Ramel Keaton's playing. He's a guy that I just didn't mention because he's just. Steady Eddie, you know, he's he's going to be on the field. Um, you know, he'll he'll probably be that just like he was the, this offseason or the season when Cedric Tillman went down. He'll he'll be that 
um, kind of play side wide receiver. Yeah, yeah, and he's got his. You talked about carving out roles. He'll, he's already got, he's already got his role. Um, he he stepped up in a big way in, in Cedric Tillman's absence. Yeah, and it, it seems like he's only going to get better if he's able to improve the way he was this season. You know, I can't wait to see kind of what he's like next year with another year under his belt, another off season, another year in the weight room, um, training, all that kind of stuff. So, yep. Um, looking forward to the wide receiver room. Tons of talent. You know, there's some talent coming in. You know, I asked the question um, on Twitter. Besides Nico, who who's the early enrollee you're really looking forward to seeing? Um, and mine would have to be Nathan Laycock. Kid's okay. physical, um, is is a really big deep threat, and, and the way he's just kind of jumped up and, and climbed the rankings the last you know couple months has been insane. I just think Tennessee was able to really hit that one home and. Um, able to land him, and so when when he did climb, you know he he didn't kind of waver from it. And Tennessee got a really good player, and I'm excited for the future. And I, I'm just a, a biased wide receiver, so <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, do you have one? Uh, I was trying to think going on that. It, I think my instinct tells me to go to the second ranked guy in this class, and that's Caleb Herring. Uh, but I mean, I just have a lot of questions for, it seems like, but to be fair, there are a lot of, um, vacating parts in the defense, but they seem to not, for whatever reason, not play the younger guys, um, on that defensive front. Sure. It just seemed, and I, I have, I don't know, like Joshua Joseph looks so good at times. Um, it didn't seem like he lacked any of the physicality or, or strength that you'd think in a, uh freshman that would be missing and just still didn't play. Um, but I think that's where my instinct goes. And we talked about obviously some, some missing pieces leaving this year. So I don't, I mean, I, I guess Caleb Herring. Um, but again, I don't know how much you see him in year one, if that's kind of part of the question. Yeah. I mean, he's got to put on some weight um, to, to really, and I'm sure he will, <coughs> but uh yeah, I guess that's his big knock is, you know, he just got to get a little bigger to play that edge role in the SEC. Um, but but another one for me would be Jordan Matthews. You yeah. know, I'm, I'm sure he's one that you'll need to put some weight on too, but he's a lockdown corner. You know, just watching his highlight tape, and it, it is a highlight tape, so you have to take <laughs> that into account. But, you know, I did, you know, kind of look up some um, – some one-on-one stuff at a camp and, you know, the dude's legit. He can run with anybody. Um, he's a bigger corner and, you know, has that kind of physicality to him where, you know, he's not going to get bullied on the outside. So, you know, I'm, and he has good ball skills. You know, when you find a DB that has really good ball skills, you, you eat that up. Um, right. So I, I'm excited for Jordan Matthews. I think the staff is too, you know, I know we're we're about to talk some recruiting news, but I think he was a guy that that was a big get for for the staff and um, somebody they're excited to get on campus. And w- with the way your your corners kind of played this past season, any jobs up for grabs, right? For sure. And I guess that's a secondary in general, but yeah, any <laughs> um, Jordan Matthews ha- has a you know kind of path. To uh, to earn some playing time this n- next fall, yeah, absolutely. Um, let's talk some recruiting news a little bit. So yeah, let's get into it. 
No, nothing huge. Um, you did have a decommitment. Um, we'll get to that in a second, but you did have some official visitors. Um, the four-star Juco offensive lineman Larry Johnson uh, that committed last week was in town for his official visit. Three-star running back Khalifa Keith um, was in for his official visit as well. Texas offensive lineman Andre Carrick, and then Rhode Island offensive lineman um, Johnny Cornelius. Um Texas offensive lineman, don't know a whole lot about him. I think he's a redshirt sophomore. Um, you know, didn't win the the starting tackle spot this past fall at Texas. And I think was pretty much a reserve lineman and did some, like, heavy package stuff. So, don't know a ton about him, but he was a four-star coming out of high school. And then Rhode Island, you know, he's one of the top transfers in this um, market. As 22 starts under his belt at Rhode Island um, and basically probably has an offer from pretty much anybody that needs a tackle, which everybody needs a tackle. (laughs) Right. Um, And he was just a sophomore last season. So, you know, tons of experience already. And, you know, I think this is a huge need when it comes to Tennessee, losing Darnell Wright, you know, as versatile as he was. um, A guy that, handled himself with Will Anderson and B.J. Jalari and um, everybody that Georgia had on that defensive front. Yeah. Um, he just made a money year. So, you know, replacing him is is going to be huge. And, you know, maybe they can get in on Cornelius here and, and see if they can land him. Yeah, definitely a big loss with Darnell Wright. Glad to see him in the bowl game. We talked about that on Thursday. That Okay, I do want to go back to that for a second. So, I mean, I just don't understand – and again, I'm not hating on people that that opt out. Like you do, you. But the fact that Will Anderson and Bryce Young are playing in a bowl game, yeah, kind of like says like, hey, why not? why are you not playing? Unless you have a, a pre-existing injury, I just think like you should probably play. If you're going to play in the playoff, you should play in in a New York Six Bowl. That's my opinion. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that at all. And I think, like you said, it's not like there's a zero tolerance for that or anything. There's there's definitely reasons that you do. But fully healthy um, or as, as healthy as one would be at this point in the football season type deal, I, it's just one of those things. And I don't think anybody – I think everybody in the football locker room nowadays, thankfully, has – it doesn't cause issues, I would imagine. Um, I think most kind of see the, the reasoning behind it, but – Season's not over yet, like you said. I mean, yeah, I, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of opt outs. Again, I understand the reason for some of them, but I'm not a fan of them. Yeah, I, I just think if the number one overall player in the country is going to play in a bowl game, you should do. Yeah, that's going to come back to bite. He's going to have an excruciating injury, I'm sure. Like, well, but the, it could have happened any week, though. Yeah, like the, those guys. Like, I, I'm going to play in the, the senior bowl. But I'm going to opt out of the bowl game. That doesn't make any sense. I mean, didn't one of the Bosa's sit out the whole year? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Wasn't that a thing at Ohio State? I don't remember that. I thought one of them did. I can't remember. Um. Yeah, and then I mean, Will the the two like probably best like, and it's crazy to kind of go back and think about Tennessee beat the probably the the team with the the number one offensive player and the number one defensive player in the country. Um. 
But those two wow. guys are going to play in the bowl game. You're talking and, about Will Levis and Will Anderson, the Wills? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the okay. Wills. Yeah. Um, God, I can't. Is that, a, is that something else we're going to just mention every show is how probably. stupid it is that Will Levis probably. is? A pro football focus is probably the only reason. They're probably yeah. the ones pumping him up. So, yeah, probably. Yeah, he's really good on third down, like uh, <laughs> JG. He's still probably throwing more interceptions on third down. Now that you, I think about did, it. Did you already change it? Oh, no. <laughs> good mention. I wasn't even paying attention. All right, we made it seven days. We made it a whole <laughs> week. He was he a just, backup for the Broncos today. He, he didn't end up playing. But, yeah, get your mentions out of the way now, Landon, because we, we've already <laughs> done it. So, just, just go after it now. Just <laughs> – <laughs> Updated. Zero days. Big fat zero. Oh. I'm sorry. I had to. It's all right. I, I mean, I told Seven days is a long time. It is a long time. I haven't even thought about them in seven days. It's the best part. And then James had to ruin it going out and tweeting. <laughs> what are you, proud of your son? Don't be. Sorry, that was. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, um, but but going back to some recruiting news, you did have a decommitment in four-star um, safety of Sylvester Smith. Um, looks like he flipped his commitment to Auburn. He is from Alabama, so I guess the proximity to home is something. And I guess he grew up an Auburn fan. I just don't know how you watch those two programs and just be like, "Yep, Auburn's home." Two free baby. Well, well, then, then, like, how do you explain to your mom, like, when she's like, didn't he get fired at Ole Miss? Why did he get fired? How do you explain <laughs> that to your mom? <laughs> I guess he could because Tennessee wasn't able to out-recruit him in this scenario, which I guess he hadn't committed to Auburn yet. But, yeah. Um, he, did, he did. He did. Oh, he did. Commit, did he commit today? Um, I missed that one. Yeah, it's whatever. I mean, it's not – I'm sure that there was always that thought if Auburn makes a good hire or that if he was an Auburn fan, um, that thought yeah. that that could happen. So, which I mean, credit to them in terms of football, they made a decent hire. Listen, guys, Hugh Freeze is still he's still Hugh Freeze. Look, look and I'm not saying beating beating Saban twice isn't good, but it's not that meaningful in the grand scheme of things. Right. I mean, maybe it is to Auburn. Um, it, it, well, that's a good point. It is. I didn't think about that. It is to Auburn. You're right. Yeah. All right. Good point. So, <clears throat> I don't know. Again, I, I just, I just can't imagine as a, you know, me sitting here today, just thinking like looking at the two programs, be like, yep, I think Auburn. I, I like the direction Auburn's in right now. At least he's not on Twitter anymore, or I guess he's not physically on Twitter. Mm. That's a good. Oh news. yeah, they took that away. Mm-hmm. What about the guy that's that's you know felt like he's known him for a year you know? and a half? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he probably feels like he's known him for like two or three years now. It's just building up every day. Still yeah. hadn't met him. Maybe one day he'll get yeah, lucky. Um, I'm sure he'll show up to church. Don't worry, he'll he'll be in there. Mm. Every every chance he gets to show face in a church, he's that kind of guy. Yeah. Well, he's a good guy. He went to my church. <laughs> Okay. I mean, I, I don't hate on the kid. You know, good luck. Oh, to no, you. this is only hate on Hugh Freeze. <laughs> yeah, but it is very, like, head scratch. And somebody was like, yeah, it's, you know, he's he's got a really good NIL deal there. Piss on that. 
Tennessee. That's, I saw some. There's, like, there's like a thousand four star safeties in the portal and everything like that. I mean, who who's getting just a heck of a freaking NIL deal out of that? I saw a uh, comment from a Bama fan about Aaron Carter. Arian, Arian Carter. Um, in regards to Bama didn't offer him a good enough NIL deal. I was like, are we really going to sit here and pretend Alabama is on a budget? Is that something we're going to yeah. act like happened? Come on. Get out of here. on a budget, baby. Get out of here. That's why they're in the Sugar Bowl. Oh, I'm sorry. We only got 15 um, Dodge Chargers or Hellcats or whatever yeah. for this season, and, and we're giving yours to someone else. So They have, like, yeah. the number four and the number five, like, quarterbacks <laughs> in the country committed yeah. to them. It, these, yeah. these supply chain problems are getting to Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> Just an absurd comment to come out of someone's mouth. Yeah. Or their fingers, I guess. I guess Pete Golden should have he should have had a better deal. I mean, that's all I can say. Yeah, might have got him in the door, literally. <laughs> That'll always be one of my favorite like I my I'm love so for Arian. Yeah, my love for Arian Carter is like through the roof. I can't wait yeah. to see that dude just fall out. Take um, take notes, Toe Toe. I hope he wears number eleven. Be good. I think he's a defensive eleven. I don't know. Honestly, I thought he would. For some reason, he he did have eleven on in his uh, recruiting photos, like the ones they take on visits. Latrell Bumpus was eleven. He's gone. Oh. So there is an open. I don't know who it's going to be. Whether it's Jay, Jalen Smith or you know somebody along that defensive line. Uh, uh, we're going to go off tangent. I I was telling you how I have some roster downloaded from my road to glory on fourteen. And the roster is just absurd. Like, nothing's right in it. Mm-hmm. Um, Latrell Bumpus is my quarterback. Oh, nice. Yeah, he is number 14. Um, he is white. He looks an awful lot like Whirly Bird. Um, but that is my quarterback. Latrell Bumpus, nice. number 14. Yeah. Hmm. So, we should we should grant him another year of eligibility and have him only, play quarterback. Only to play quarterback. Okay. That's the only position he can play. Yeah. I like that. So who's your um, like? Where would like Hendon Hooker or Joe Milton? Where are they at? Um, I think Joe Milton's on the wrong. I don't think Hendon Hooker. He's already. I'm on. I'm in my third year. Hendon Hooker's gone. Uh, Jalen Hyatt is Pig Howard. Um, this is 14. Okay. Um, or it started off in 14. Uh, or 13, I guess. Really, would be the first season. I don't remember. There were some weird ones. I'll have to look. I can't remember all the names, but I remember thinking these. They've got the names right, but how was Latrell Bumpus there? This is like six year. It was, was a Blitz oh, Jones yeah. recruit. Well, I guess they just. I don't know. I guess they messed up the. Well, yeah. I mean, same question if it be could be had for Jalen Hyatt because. Yeah, you should have. Been I'm in my too. senior year, um, mm. so I guess they just messed up all the years when they did the roster. But gotcha. I don't know. Yeah, definitely a weird roster. Cool. Uh, anything else for recruiting before we talk about some bowl season? Yeah, not a lot. I mean, you're going to get some more kind of transfers, and, and I'm sure there'll be more high school names or, you know, maybe even JUCO guys that, you know, want to visit or, or something like that after this early signing period. But I think for the most part, Tennessee's, you know, signing day on Wednesday is going to be very um, – th- there's not going to be a lot of – uh, surprises. Yeah, surprises. or Uneventful. Yeah, it's going to be uneventful. That's the word I was looking for. Thank you. Um, 
Yeah, I just don't – like, it's pretty much set in stone who's going to commit. I think that Sylvester Smith was kind of a surprise because I think just a week ago he told somebody, like, in an article that he was for sure signing with Tennessee, and then he did. So, um, other than that, I don't think there's going to be any kind of stories out there or um, things that pop up, I think it's pretty much set in stone. That's going to be Tennessee's recruiting class, and then we'll see who else is added later on. Um, you know, Deshaun Bishop, is that a guy who comes back in the picture? Do they kind of like what they have at running back? Where do they see Cam Seldon? Is he more of a running back? If he is, then do you even like go down that road? Or if he's not, right. then do you add another running back in this class? So, um, and then some transfer portal – You'll probably have some receivers. Rara Thomas, um, I think, is going to um, visit later now. And then Dante Thornton, the Oregon transfer, um, will also visit in January. So, you'll have more of those visits coming about. Um, but I think it's going to be pretty quiet until the, the new – after the new year. Gotcha. Good deal. Good deal. Um, let's talk a little bowl season. In favorite game so far. Yeah, um, Oregon State beating Florida. Cool. <laughs> All right, that's that's fair. Um, my, I don't know uh, if it wasn't for the ending in the North Texas Boise State game, uh, which was somehow still on last night after the Tennessee game. Um, it, it's my it's Miami UAB in the Bahamas Bowl. I mean, what an ending! Miami almost wins it. Um, oh, it was, it was so much fun. It was. It was I, I love bowl season because it is kind of quirky, um, and that was definitely a quirky game. It's way better than that UTSA Troy game. Um, UTSA or Troy got a safety because the center snapped it, and the quarterback wasn't ready. It was awesome. Um, so you can't forget those moments, dude. I just like what is how is Florida so bad? Well, part of it is they don't have half. I mean, they. I'm shocked they had enough to play. <laughs> they are getting hammered by the transfer portal. Well, and um, it's like everybody keeps just saying, portal. like, Billy Napier's going to be this, Billy Napier's going to be that. And I'm just like, I don't see it. And as a Florida fan, like, I mean, if you can't really see anything in year one, that should be a sign. Yeah, and I, I've been wrong. I, I thought Billy Napier was a pretty good hire. I mean, he did good at um, Louisiana Lafayette. and But this does not seem to be very good. Yeah, I know he's put together a decent recruiting class, but I mean, Florida should never recruit bad anyway. With no, with the talent in state, and then it's also you've got to recruit your team. Unfortunately, every season too, plus portal because the turnover rate. I mean, you could lose some key player guys, and more than just your seniors graduating, then that can really hurt your roster. Um, you, you can't rely on freshmen. So, in yeah. that sense, it, it doesn't always matter the recruiting class you bring in. And if if I'm giving advice, you know, just watching the Jeremy Pruitt era and, you know, we're we're two years into Josh Heupel's, Jeremy Pruitt, like, couldn't wait to get, like, his guys in here. Yeah. Where Josh Heupel was just like, hey, all these guys are mine. We'll win win with what we got. Yeah. And we did. 10 and 2, baby. 11 and 2. 11 and 2 by the time it ends. Right. So, yeah, I just – if if that's my advice, hey man, don't don't be so like easy to give up on guys you didn't even recruit there because you know Hinton Hooker wasn't recruited by Josh Ivey here. 
Um, oh, don't Jaylen worry. Well, Jalen I wasn't. Vols picks will remind you if you. <laughs> um, but but it, it, it's about the system and the culture and um, you know to this point Josh Heupel has done a phenomenal job. So absolutely, absolutely. And Billy Napier has not, which I love by the way. Um, and, and here's the thing too with Billy Napier, uh, they will cut top. Florida does not is not scared to pull the trigger if they don't think you're getting it done. They will good riddance. I mean, Auburn probably could have got a lot better hire if they would have got rid of Brian Harson last year. <laughs> probably. Uh, Dan Mullen, though, I mean, he got fired a year after playing an SEC, SEC championship game. Uh, Jim McElwain played in one. I think Muschamp played in one. I mean, they don't care. Yep. They don't care. Got to get it done. Anything um, else for bowl season you want to mention? Who who else do we have? Um, Louisville, Cincinnati. That was <laughs> that was the. Uh, I only watched a little bit of that just because it was in Fenway. I wanted to. I love. I love when they're on the same sideline. It cracks me up. That was a Scott Satterfield bowl. Yeah, Scott. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Well, Louisville won that one. So. <laughs> Props to Scott. He went to the wrong side. <laughs> I wonder if he was even there. Did he Did he show up? I don't know. I still don't know. Like, I know they both shared a sideline, but the field looked like you could get another sideline. On the other it would have been crowded, but at the same time, I would have just been like, I'll take this sideline to have yeah. my own. Yeah, yeah, I thought so, too. I agree. I thought so, too. Emily made fun of it when we were watching it, so that, that tells you. It, it looks very um, peewee esque. <laughs> it's almost just why even play the bowl game there if you can't. I get it. It's a cool part. Cool. I'm sure a cool venue for a lot of guys. Um, but it's almost not worth the. Right. Like, you can't do it right. Uh, that's kind of all I got for bowl season. I mean, th- there's more coming up. I think you got some on Friday. You got some on Thursday as well. I think Baylor and Air Force. That's an interesting game to me. But, man, I want to bet on these games because it just gives me some like a reason to watch it. But, like, I don't bet on bad teams. And <laughs> I don't, like, if I don't know who's playing in the game, it's hard for me to just, like, put faith in somebody. Yeah, there, there's too many uh, unsure type deals for me. I should go in. I should, I need to on, on Tuesday. There's two games. I may just do like a two-team teaser with those. Um, Dude, but do you look kind of like Alabama now that Bryce Young's playing against Kansas oh, State minus six and a half? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I do too. I, I assumed. I'm glad I didn't just take that before it was announced Bryce Young wasn't playing because um, I wanted to, but obviously since he's playing now. Um, yeah, no, I definitely like that. Agreed. Uh, there's one more I like to. Uh, it was USC Tulane, USC minus two and a half. Okay, I like that one. Yeah, I think I like that. Yeah. Are they the? That's the Cotton Bowl. Okay. Um, yeah, we gotta get through some some sleeper bowls, but hey, it's football. It's college football. Yeah. Um, before we get to the good stuff here, here soon. For sure, for sure. Um, it's kind of all I got for, for bowl season. Do you have anything yeah, that, else? That, no, nothing else. Hopefully more to talk about. 
not really Thursday. It'll be it'll be a while before it gets too much fun. Um, but here soon, we're coming up on it. Yeah, we're almost to the the good parts of the bowl bowl season. Um, most important of the week. Uh, before we do get into segments, I want to give uh, another shout out to Underdog Collectibles. Make sure you guys go check them out in University Commons, um, just almost right below the Publix. Um, right great next people to over there. Yeah, right next to Domino's. Um, great people over there. Uh, good, good time. Good time to always go over there. But now with Christmas season coming up, great Christmas gifts. I mentioned um, for for the kids earlier in the in the episode. Um, but really for for anybody in your life, um, a lot of good stuff over there. So make sure you go check them out. And like I said, follow them on Twitter and Instagram because we will be doing um, some more shows from there, hopefully in the future. But they will have some more VFLs or current players um, signing autographs here soon. So make sure you keep up for that so you can go to Underdog Collectibles and uh, meet some of these guys. You missed out Christian Moore and, and Chase Dolander if you didn't show up Thursday night. Yeah, that's on you. It's, it's all on you, baby. <laughs> all on you. Um, yeah, shout out to them. Most important of the week. Most important of the week, I have Oregon tied in. Cam McCormick uh, was granted his ninth year of eligibility by the NCAA. I love he that. He was in college when I was in college, if that tells you how old he is. Yeah, so what year would he have graduated high school? I think 2016, 15? 20, 26, no, yeah, 2015, yep. Yeah, I saw a good good response. Someone said he should get an AARP NIL deal. <laughs> no, it, it was twenty. It was twenty sixteen. Was his freshman okay. year because yeah, so he would have graduated twenty sixteen. Gotcha. Yeah, I like the AARP NIL deal comment. That, that yeah. definitely. He's had like five season ending injuries. I mean, props that he's able to even like do any physical activity after that. Yeah, it's one of those things. Like maybe just better to to not play sports mm-hmm. anymore, but. Hey, if they give you your ninth year, stay in college forever. I don't blame you one bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first one is um, Captain Tony's Saloon in Key West. Uh, they have a chair. I guess they have famous people in there often. Um, so they have chairs or seats, I guess, dedicated to uh, to those. That was Mike Leach's bar um, in Key West. And <coughs> so they have his stool set aside um, for him. Love it. Uh, awesome way to uh, – I mean, obviously he's famous, but you see that kind of stuff even with people who aren't. Um, but, yeah, no, I love it. Love it. Mike Leach. Did uh, he go there on a sailboat? I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. True pirate. Um, my next one is uh, Frank Gore Jr. Ran for a bowl record uh, 329 yards and three touchdowns. Um, to help Southern Miss beat Rice 38-24. Um, that's great, but also the interview after the game. Did you see this? No, I didn't see the interview. So they're, like, asking him about it, and apparently one of his family members is, like, ran, runs up to him and starts, like, cheering. In middle of the interview, he just turns around and says, Auntie, chill. <laughs> I did see that. I did not realize that was Southern Miss and Frank Gore Jr. I did see yeah. that. Auntie, yeah. chill. Auntie, chill. Yeah. That's the greatest lot of all time. <laughs> I did see that. That was good. Auntie, chill. Um, my fail of the week's on Bush Jones. Is this fail? Yeah, this is fail. Do you okay. have any more most important? Um, no, I think I'm good. Yeah. 
Uh, so I, I saw this video on TikTok. It was JJ Watt talking about I don't know his career, maybe or maybe just his his journey to the NFL. Um, apparently, his first game at Central Michigan. After his first game, he told his parents that he didn't want to play here anymore. Um, that he wanted to, which I mean, who's JJ Watt? Oh, okay. Played for a year which, with Butch Jones. Um, said he didn't want to play at Central Michigan. This isn't what he dreamed of when he said he wanted to play college football. So he left that and walked on at Wisconsin. Um, so Butch Jones claims JJ Watt um, as as one of his coaching jobs. Um, he didn't even make it a game with you before he said, "I'm getting the hell out of here." So yeah, he said, "Sorry, he didn't." He told his parents after the game, but he said he knew at the end of the first quarter. He didn't make it a quarter. Well, <laughs> I, if I'm Butch Jones, I'm claiming J.J. Watt because you can't claim Antonio Brown. He already from, has. He, he claimed him before before he went Kanye on us. He claimed um, Antonio Brown? Yeah, or did Kanye go Antonio Brown on us? I don't know. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, just maybe take Twitter away from both of them. Maybe they're just cloned. Like Maybe. They just have, like, different, different like, Strengths like Antonio Brown's good at football. Kanye's like a good like <laughs> artist. Yeah, that might be it. Brothers, twin brothers. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, I did have one more most important. I'm so sorry. Forgot this one. Uh, did you see the Buffalo Bills uh, field goal team clearing the spot for the kicker? I did. I love it, baby. Kickers kickers' lives matter. Um, you, you saw that the team rallied around them, cleared off a spot for him. Snowblower's illegal now, thanks to the Patriots, but. Uh, they said, we don't care. We're going to clean this off. And he made it. That would have sucked if he missed it. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, I'll, I'll say this is a fail on the officiating for that Bills game. But delaying the game for snowballs is awesome. It is so good. And then to listen to them, whatever channel it was on, I don't know, the commentators be like, you know, this is really dangerous. Those could have ice in them. <laughs> like <laughs> – we're gonna really sit here and talk about the dangers of a snowball fight. That's what. We're oh doing. yeah. And then I love that they could they could charge them with a 15 yard penalty. And in my mind, I'm thinking if I'm a Miami fan, I'm chucking snowballs right now. Yeah. Chucking I just them. I just loved all the people that had like piles like in the stands. Like the game is <laughs> delayed <laughs> for it, and they still have like piles like ready. You to would get think them. they would just like, hey, maybe just like push it under their seat or just, like, smush it where it's not. No, they're just piled up. I guess they had no clue because, like, it, it was funny. I was at – I was watching at a bar, so I couldn't, like, see the commentary. I'm like, why are they stopping? And then it, like, pulled up snowballs, and I was like, no way. Yeah, it was it was awesome. And then the commentators were talking about the safety concerns of, of snowballs, and I'm thinking, I just – I get it. The, the, sa- it's, the safety concern for me is that fans think they can throw stuff out of the stands. But when we're talking about snowballs, I'm not sitting here going, a guy could seriously get injured if, if he got hit with one of those. Shut up. Get out of here. Yeah. It, dumbest thing of all time. And then they bring Mike Pereira in, the the um, ref guy. I guess that's on ESPN. Well, he wouldn't be doing Saturday night. Maybe C, maybe. Um, and he says, you know, I don't really think you can penalize a team here just because you don't know who it's coming from. Sure enough, the ref comes over the intercom. You know, you'll be penalized 15 yards, and then he – just company shield till the day he dies. I appreciate it for him, uh, from him. 
he's like, well, you know, I see why they would do that. Try to get control of this. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. You right. can't penalize someone 15 yards. Yeah. It's the dumbest thing of all time. What, um, a, what a week in the NFL, though. You had the, the yeah. Vikings come back 33 to nothing and beat the Colts. Man, poor Matt it, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, but it's still not as bad. It's not a Super Bowl. It's not as bad. Sorry. Yeah. The moment that's, matters. That's true. That's the moment true. matters. But still. You saw Falcons fans trying to, to dump it well, that, off on the Colts, and it, it's I'm sorry, it's just not the same. Yeah, I mean, both are pretty terrible. Both are awful, but one was in a Super Bowl. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, and this one sucks because it just brings it brings that one up. <laughs> it, the it, it almost makes it worse for Falcons fans because you got reminded of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's about it. You're like, oh, only- dang it, I thought we were past this. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, um, but then you had the the walk off pick in the Cowboys Jaguars game. The Jaguars tied up with a field with a late field goal. They like drive down the field in like a minute, um, kick a field goal to tie it, and then go to overtime. And then Dak throws a pick, and they uh, take it in for six. I think it was bounce. It would it bounced off the receiver and then landed mm-hmm. in the. DB's hands and he takes it in for six. And then um oh, then you had the the walk off at the the Raiders. Which is just so this is a fail on the past thing of all time. Yeah. Jacoby Myers, man, what are you doing? Yeah, that was egregious um in how bad it was. Yeah. Just gave the game. And man, poor Mac Jones just getting freaking obliterated by Chandler Jones. On his just way to the end zone. Yeah, just for good measure. <laughs> yeah. It was like just, you might have had a chance, and he just destroys you. Yeah. Yeah. It was bad. Also, you had, uh, speaking of good in the NFL, you had some really bad. I guess we have been talking about some of the bad. Uh, I think you had a punt from the 31-yard line, a punt from the 36-yard line this week. So, wow. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Don't try, They don't trust their kickers, man. I don't know what's happening. Wow. We also, speaking of good, we didn't talk about the World Cup. Other than a brief hit, did you watch it? I, I I did watch toward like toward the end when um, it was two to one when I started watching it. Oh, so you literally started watching thirty seconds after the first goal because that's when our, that's how fast France scored. Yeah, um, I, it, insanity, and, and I mean it just had everything you could want. No, 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 it was before that because Dylan told us to take that bet, and that's when I turned it on after I took that bet. The two and oh. a half goal over two and a half goals. Are they. So you saw France score their first. Then. Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so France scores their first 30, 30 seconds of gameplay later. Um, really, I guess. Yeah. What I think it was a minute and a half total time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get Messi's freaking goal to to win it, surely, in, in extra time. Mbappe gets a penalty, which it's pretty crazy because, I mean, Mbappe's looked like it was on frame if it doesn't hit the hand. The handball sucks. Um but it's a handball. Um, and then the penalty shootout, Emilio Martinez is just a freaking machine on the line. I mean, there I don't know if there's a better goalkeeper in the world when it comes down to PKs than, than Emilio Martinez. And, and he, he almost saved two of Mbappe's. He got a hand of the one in uh, uh, in extra time. And But, I mean, credit to Mbappe, just burying them. Messi is – I'm trying to think – Messi's like a really good pitcher, 
that can throw just like nasty stuff. Like his off speed's really good. His fastball is small. Yeah, maybe. Like his fastball is really good, but he doesn't have to throw his fastball to beat you. Like he can just go off speed all day. It doesn't matter. Like he's just calm, composed. He's going to make you choose first kind of deal. Um, and he doesn't – like he's going to finish it. It's insane. And it's really cool for this. A lot of people want to call it like the passing of the torch. Kylian Mbappe won a World Cup four years ago at 19 years old. Um, he scored, I think, so he got his. I don't feel that bad for him anymore. No. Well, he's – and he's probably going to – he's probably going to win in 2026. Like France is a very young team. Um, if they still look like they could win in 2026 type of good. Um so but, he's only like 23 years old. He's 23. Dang. Yeah. He looks he's, like 35. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's a monster. Um, so it's almost like I think that's what's cool. I, I said it to I, I might have tweeted it out. I don't remember. Um it it would have sucked for our generation if Ronaldo or Messi hadn't have won a World Cup. Because it's both probably their last international competition. But I can't imagine Messi, it is for Messi for sure. Can't imagine with the um, drama around Ronaldo that he ever plays for an international team, his international team again. The two of our generation, the two greatest of our generation for sure. And then this is the greatest generation in soccer right now, like 100%. So it would have sucked if the two of the greats of that generation hadn't won. Um, and you could, it's like basketball. You can argue if, if he's better than Diego Maradona um, or, or some of the others. But the fact of the matter is, they are the two greatest of our generation. So to send off like that, to beat Kylian Mbappe, and France, who didn't look like they were going to lose. Um, yeah, they're the favorite. Them and Brazil were the favorite. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. And then, and and then too, like Argentina lost to open the World Cup 2-0 to Saudi Arabia, which mm-hmm. is insane uh, that they go on to win it. And uh, Messi. So I think what you're saying is Saudi Arabia should have been by transitive property. They won, they won the World Cup. Um, <laughs> they're the last team to beat Argentina. Um, they seem like a country that would probably claim that. No, they probably already killed all their players. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. For 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 not for, winning it. Yes, correct. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, it, that was the most fun World Cup game I've ever watched. Uh, they played in the semifinal in eighteen. It was a really, 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 really good game. Final in eighteen was really good. There's been a lot of good U.S. matches in World Cup play. Um, uh, Ten Algeria, um, fourteen gone. I mean, just some incredible. One. That one was. Far and away the best. It had everything. It had everything you could want. And PKs, if you're a player and maybe as like a fan of the team, PKs are a crappy way to end because you want it to end. But you can't run around a 120 meter field any longer than you did. I mean, you saw them all look dead. Yeah, um, that that was the thing. You didn't want it to end, but you're like, all right, at some point, like we have to. <laughs> we have. Yeah, they're exhausted. Yeah, yeah, they're exhausted. Um, but PKs is an exciting way to end a, end a game. Yeah, Which, I enjoyed it. That's what's crazy about hockey too. Watching them go two like two periods extra, it's insane. They can skate around that long. Oh, I bet their calves are like freaking. I, I, I don't understand how they do it. It, it, it is. I do like that though. It's kind of like NFL. I think in the postseason, it shouldn't be even if you score a touchdown. I don't think it should be. Which I, I think they changed that rule in the postseason. Even if you score a touchdown, don't you get a chance to respond? No. I, I thought you did in the only in the postseason. Maybe I don't remember. I think you do. I think that was a rule change after the the coin flip touchdown in the AFC Championship game this year. Okay, which I, I like. I think I think in postseason you should have to play a full quarter after. And yeah, decide it. 
Well, right now they're playing like 10 minutes, right? They're not even playing like a full quarter. I can't remember the NFL overtime rules. I I like that. I think you do have to end a regular season game fast in that sense. Yeah. So it's like like 27 innings in like a random September game. Even with putting a man on second? Are they still (laughs) doing that? I think – yeah, I think so. Okay. Whatever. But, yeah. Overtime rules suck in all sports at some point, but yeah, it's uh that was just such a fun game. I and I, I no, I have nothing against France. I wanted Messi though. Messi for anyone my age, like Messi is their hero in soccer, so I wanted Messi to win it. So, which is weird that I'm now 27 and he just won his first World Cup. That's pretty crazy. Just speaks yeah. how old like to win a World Cup at that age is absolutely insane. To be the leader on the team and win it. So, yeah, freaking love it. Cool, man. Yeah, I mean, I, get, I gave you like 15 minutes to talk about soccer, so you're welcome. That was not 15 minutes. I can go on. No, it was close. No, 12, it wasn't. It 12. was not. It wasn't. I'm pretty sure it was close. We can There's go, no we, way. We can, go, we can go find out. We'll go back and look. Well, before we do that, because I know it wasn't 15, fire Greg Berhalter. He's a coward. He's a snitch. He sucks. Yeah, sure. Fire, I mean, fire everybody. I have no clue who that is, but yeah, fire him. <laughs> Greg Berhalter sucks. So, Greg Berhalter is the manager for the U.S. Let me get you in on the drama real quick. He's a manager for the U.S. Men's National Team. He goes, after he returns from the World Cup, he goes and speaks at a leadership conference. And in the leadership conference, he talks about a bad situation he had to deal with at the World Cup, where he told a player he had a bad attitude, um, or he told the player he wasn't going to have a significant role in the team. He says the player had a bad attitude. The team resented him for him, created a lot of uh, drama in camp. The team, his effort was poor. The team is apparently, according to Greg Berhalter, voted on whether to send him home or not. And they obviously voted mm. to keep him on. Uh, this player is Gio Reyna. Um, his dad, Claudio Reyna, is one of the greatest U.S. Men, US men's national teams players of all time. Um, Gio's a 19-year-old stud that plays in the Bundesliga for Dortmund. Um, Dortmund even released a statement saying these have never been problems with us and Gio Reyna, so we're shocked to hear about it. Tim Ream, who's a center back for the U.S. Men's National Team, has a podcast. On his podcast, he says the team never voted for to send him home. That's a lie. So Greg Barhalter, first off, just airing out locker room issues to a room full of people, says he thought it was off the record. I don't know how you think that's off the record. How are you possibly going to keep that off the record? Makes up a story, according to Tim Ream. Um, Gio Reyna said that his attitude problems were wrong. He shouldn't have done it, but they didn't, like – those were apparently Greg tried to like, – I'm trying to remember exactly what Gio said about it. Anyways, that's the story. Greg's a liar. Fire him. We're done. Get him out of here. Yeah, fire him. I have no clue what you just said. This is the golden generation. This is like Butch Jones choking away the legacy class level of badness. Mm, this is like yeah. falling on a helmet bad? Oh, worse. Oh, oh whoa, 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 whoa. Butch Jones – Butch Jones – is an idiot. But he did lie to the media, like trying to skirt a lie. Greg Barhalter had no reason to make up that lie, and he did. It's worse. Okay. I like it. I, I, um, we did have a comment about the uh, – so we, we tweeted, it, it sucked to lose like that, or I kind of missed it, that, but anyway. It sucked to lose like that last night, but this team is a dang good basketball team. And Randy Smith, great comment, says uh, – this team would have beaten either UK or UCLA last night. So, yeah, I agree. I think it's good. Um, we also had a question. I totally forgot to read it. Um, God dang it, Landon. 
Well, he kind of answered it. I'm but, just kidding. <laughs> yeah. T. Barney um, says, when is J.J. expected to be back? We kind of said that it just seems like it's going to be an issue all year long. Game to game, don't know when or how. Apparently, like, there's nothing, like, technically wrong with his knee. It just gives him discomfort. Gotcha. Or so doesn't probably, feel right. So you it probably it don't seems, see him against Austin B. It, it, it seems more like a mental hurdle now. <clears throat> and so it's just like when he goes out there and warms up, how does it feel? Um, and, and so it, it just seems like it's going to be a common thing throughout the entire season. So, yeah. Hopefully you're able to get him back. But as far as, you know, timeline, there is not one. Right. Um, probably, probably after Christmas, though, if I had to guess right now. Yeah, for sure. That's all I got. That's it for me. Guys, it's been fun. We'll see you back on Thursday, probably a different time. And we're at the holidays, man. It's almost Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, guys, have a good week. Hopefully it's a short week. I'll be off on Friday um, and Monday. So work for, off for. I think a lot of people will probably do that. But um, if not, have a good rest of your week. And uh, go check out Underdog Collectibles, Hammond Goodies. Um, love those guys. And uh, we'll see you back here sometime this week. We haven't decided exactly when. Uh, we got some Christmas parties. got some family coming in. So uh, it might be a little different, but we'll keep you updated. Thanks again. We're bringing the boat in, and we out.